This episode of Two Girls, One Pup was brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists and by people who love puppies. Pups and dogs. Dogs. Male camp. Dogs. Puppies. Ooh. Comedian Josh Greenberg has written on the McCarthy's Raising Hope and is now staffed on the new series Coach, which, yes, that is a sequel to the original. Josh and I talked over pizza about his beloved childhood dog, McGruff, who's no longer with us. It was really amazing. I gave There was a, a lovely caricaturist who was doing awesome caricatures of, of dogs, and I was like, oh, can you do one off of photograph and I gave her the photo that I always carry on my iPhone of McGruff and um, she did this beautiful caricature I gave it to my parents and they like almost cried and he tells me about one of the most amazing tricks I have ever heard of a dog doing while I make him face a really tough decision if you had to choose uh-huh. you could in this world you could only have you had to eliminate one thing you either had to eliminate dogs or you had to eliminate comedy, which would it be? What? That's <laughs> that's insanity. I don't like this question. No, because I didn't promise liking everything, no. Josh. Coming up next on this episode of Two Girls, One Pup. Fetch that ball. La, 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 la. Welcome all you K9s, K7s, K8s, doesn't matter what kind of K you are. Happy to have you listening to this podcast. I'm your host, Monique Madrid. I hate myself for all that I just said, but Comet still loves me because he's a loyal dog and a loyal producer. I'm going to get to Josh's interview in just a moment, but first things first, we've got to grab some poop bags because our dog is going to poop. That's what they do. It's human nature, and I'm not going to be the jerk human who doesn't pick up after him, but we're going to go out and walk our dog, and then we're going to meet some of the dogs in our neighborhood. What is your dog's name? Pollyanna, a.k.a. the monkey, a.k.a. the joker, a.k.a. stinks majinx, a.k.a. the poopy, a.k.a. the silver bullet, a.k.a. stink butt, uh, and we can just keep going. Stink butt? Yeah. I like stink. Do you ever call her dummy? No. Oh, I guess I'm an asshole. She's very, no, you're not an asshole. She just, the dog's too smart for its own good. Uh, she knows. Okay. She knows. I call my dog dummy a lot. No, I have a million names for her. <laughs> what kind of dog is Pollyanna? We believe she's a uh, Thai Ridgeback and, uh, get get out, and Thai Ridgeback <laughs> and um, uh, Basenji. Oh. And of course, because she was, uh, she's from the streets, because they found her on, uh, they found her on Indiana Street, and her name was Liliana, but I misheard them, and I thought that her name was Pollyanna, oh. so... I feel like Pollyanna's a really good name for a street dog because everything's gonna be and a okay. And a stripper, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street dogs and so she has uh, a sexy dog. What's like the weirdest thing she does? Um, she likes she where we live is uh, we have this kind of wall that perches over the sidewalk where people walk by, and she likes to sit on top of that, like she's at the bar and kind of <laughs> hang out. Uh, well, she's done stripping for the night, so she's gotta yeah, chill. She is. She is to the main stage, Pollyanna. <laughs> married couple was going through like their photographs their childhood photos and one of them found a photo from Disneyland when they were like four and in the background was their spouse being pushed in a stroller (laughs) like 
you could so clearly recognize like oh that's that was her family and <laughs> so they appeared in this photograph together Aww. like 30 years before they met that's the most romantic isn't it that's very romantic yeah it was destiny i wonder if they have a good marriage no, they were actually divorced. Were they? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> they are probably. <laughs> I kind of wish it hadn't happened at Disney, though. Mm. I'm. Uh, You're anti-Disney. Again, I am. Interesting. Well, and so far it has cost me from going there. Like you said, you don't usually eat Papa John's, um, and I get it. I try not to, but I love it so much. Disney one, I try not to. But also, I can't afford it. So I don't know sure. if I could afford it if I would still be as staunch of a anti-Disney. Right. So. I'm sort of of two minds. I get that Disney is this horrible, evil corporation. But it's also really fun. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I enjoy it. It's only, it's only been since I saw um, Beauty and the Beast in the movie theater. Recently, like a couple of years ago, they re-released it. Right. Um, and I just, the sexism, well, and then I started writing jokes about it, so then I'm <laughs> hyper aware of it. Um, but also, it's, they're gross. Yes, yes, I, I get that. <laughs> but I get it. I loved, I, if you'd like, I could sing a song. Name, name any Disney song. No, don't do that. <laughs> well, how about that Frozen? That, that, I've never that seen it. Elsa's pretty empowered. I have not. The last one I saw was Brave. <laughs> Oh, also empowered. See, fully. We have a visitor and dogs. <laughs> we do. We have three dogs. Only one barked. Um, yeah, did you like Frozen? It was so good. Was it? It was really, really good. All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll- I recommend it. This is not a show about pizza or Disney or long lost lovers <laughs> from childhood. It's about dogs, as you know. So Josh, for those of you that don't know, is a, a hilarious comedian. He also wrote for the McCarthys for Saving Grace. No, no. Nope. Um, cl close, Raising Hope. Raising Hope, yeah. very close, very close. Uh, and now you write for the new Cheers. Coach. Oh man. <laughs> You're so close on I was. each one of these. Also the fact that if there was a new Cheers, like I would say it so. Casually. Right. Like and oh he's also God. writing for the new I Love Lucy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just watch. That will happen it, now. Uh, I yeah. know. No. Um, sorry, I got all Kate of that Kate Bosworth wrong. is Lucy. <laughs> well, <so>. typecast, <laughs> obviously. Um, but more importantly, you are the nicest person. Oh, You shucks. are one of my, uh, I was saying this about Baron Vaughn as well. You were one of the first comedians I met out here. And more importantly... One of the first comedians who was instantly like, hey, you're my buddy, and just kind of nice and accepting. Oh, that's very sweet. Well, I felt the same way about you and dog lover, so obviously right. you know, that's a good sign. <laughs> I do lead with that a lot. Yeah, no, as well you should. Don't you it's think that's the, one of the best parts of dogs is they make you, they give you something to talk about and meet new people? and Definitely. Um, so one of my favorite things just happened. He brought with him the photo of, what is his name? McGruff. <laughs> McGruff. It's his family dog who has... Um, Passed into the, the great beyond. As our psychic that we just visited said, he has crossed over. Uh, yes. Yeah. He has crossed over. Um, McGruff, look at him. He's looking in the mirror. Yeah. He, he enjoyed, he always enjoyed looking at his reflection as though contemplating <laughs> the meaning of life and... Did he know it? Did he think it was another dog? No, I think he very well understood like, oh, that's me. But he just stared at himself like real, real just contemplating. Really? Stuff. A lot? 
Well, yeah. tell me about tell me about this dog. Because you clearly, you love him so much because I remember running into you and you telling a friend about the Two Girls, One Pup show and saying, and the best part is they had a caricature drawing and I had one of McGruff and I brought it home to my parents. Yeah. No, I, it was really amazing. I gave, there was a, a lovely caricaturist who was doing awesome caricatures of, of dogs and I was like, oh, can you do one off a photograph? And I <laughs> gave her the photo that I always carry on my iPhone of McGruff. And um, she did this beautiful caricature. I gave it to my parents, and they like almost cried. That McGruff was a very, very beloved dog oh. in in the Greenberg household, and he lived to be super, super old. Did I he? think I might have told told you this at one point. Probably I wasn't think listening. He was almost nineteen. Oh my god! You did tell me that. Yeah, that's wow. I mean, I got him when I was in seventh grade, and he lived well past. When I graduated grad graduate school, oh my god! So he sort of was there through all the like he was a stages. Puppy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have so many questions about him. Uh, okay, so how long ago did he cross over? Uh, a few years ago. Um, I should remember the date, but it was so traumatic. Oh, I sort of yeah. blocked it. I still remember his birthday, which was July seventeenth. <laughs> um, Do you celebrate it? Sort of quietly, yeah. yes. But when he was alive, we full on celebrated, like unhealthily. Really? We had cake. He'd sit at the <laughs> table. Do you do that? Um. Well, I throw a monthly comedy show for my dog. So <laughs> honestly, by the time his birthday comes around, I'm like, I'm exhausted. Right. I don't have. But I think like the first year, well, we adopted him because mm. um, we're good people. <laughs> um, no, we adopted him, so we celebrate his adoption day because we don't actually know his birthday. Right. And I think the first year we did something, we got him a little cookie and like took him to the park, but we've not done a dog party. Right. But in fairness, when you have a comedy show every month, <laughs> it's like you're celebrating his birthday it's true. 12 times a year. It kind of felt the one-year anniversary because it, it was a birthday theme, a dog birthday theme party, um, felt like his birthday right. a little bit. Right. He couldn't have cared less, but that's kind of his MO. <laughs> I think he knew deep down inside. Um, According to the psychic, he likes to feel important. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, <laughs> how did he behave with the psychic? Was he. They didn't interact. Oh. He kind of just sniffed around the whole time. And then eventually I gave him a bone, and Sammy would sort of pet him while, whilst she read his energy, because apparently it's about the energy. I see. Yeah. That's interesting. Would you ever get. Do you, well, I don't know if you would. Would you ever get a dog psychic reading or is that crazy? No, I think it, it would be really interesting. Yeah. I do wonder to what degree they say roughly the same thing about every dog. <laughs> Not to put down your dog psychic, but right. I mean, I wonder how many times they would just be like, oh my God, your dog is evil. I'm getting an evil. They would probably never say that. I don't think They're they would probably say that like, one. Your dog is really sweet and he loves you and. Right. But, you know. Well, he. Um, I don't know how much I believe in that, and that's what I was telling her. But mm. this is not about her or me. <laughs> it's about McGruff. Right, yes. Let's get back to Let's McGruff. Let's get back to McGruff. Where do you keep this picture of him? I keep it on my bookcase. I also uh, have a black and white photo of him. I think I showed you that one on my office um, wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, what he's was, a very special dog. What was so special about him? Well, he was really neurotic. He was super, super neurotic. Um, which made him fit in perfectly in the Greenberg family. Sure. <laughs> um, he was just a nut. Like he was, he was very um, timid all the time. Oh. But then, like he was very um, d- 
defensive of everyone in the family. Like he thought he was a guard dog. Sure, he's the head of the pack. Did he sleep on your bed? Oh, yeah. Well, he did something so rad where like he in the middle of the night, he would travel from room to room. (laughs) He he would check on everyone. Yeah. He would sleep on my bed, then my sisters, then my brothers, then my parents. And he would just keep it rotating. And he was truly shared by everybody. Absolutely. Was your so you have one sister? Uh, Yes. And one brother. And where are you? Middle? Middle. You're middle. He was, quite frankly, he was sort of my dog. Like, I was the one who really wanted to get the dog and pushed for it. Yeah. But then he, you know, he became like the family dog. Were your parents like, yeah, let's get a dog? Like, what kind of house did you grow up in? Well, um, it's funny. They had a dog from before any of us were born who also lived an incredibly long time. They, the Greenbergs have good luck. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Um, McGruff was a schnauzer. And Bridget was a <laughs> was a schnoodle, half schnauzer, half poodle, sure, sure. which is the kookiest looking dog because it's like a schnauzer with the beard and everything, but with all curly hair. Was it blonde? No, it was no. still it was still yeah, color. This, yeah, but it had that kind of like perm that the Brady Boys <laughs> got at, like in like the fourth season of the Brady yeah, Bunch. Sure, you know, yeah, sure. They suddenly all had perms. Um, um, Mr. Brady, Mike had it too. Mike had a yes, absolutely. A good one. But he probably chose that as. The actor was like, I, I want a perm. Sure, which I get. Sure. It was a good look, it was I a thought. Good, you know? <laughs> did you ever have a perm? I did. I did. You for, did? No. Oh. I, how, I, no. But if I let my hair grow out, I naturally have Jufro. So ah, kind of, yes. But I did bleach my hair blonde for a year in oh, college. Oh, was that the worst? Oh, it looked it, it looked horrible. I can't even imagine my mom it in my mind. Did she? <laughs> yeah, my mom cried when she saw it. How'd you bleach it? Uh, I just uh, went to a salon. You went somewhere. Yeah. And uh, and they bleached it, and I think even they cried after they did it. They they were like, "We shouldn't charge you for this." Don't it's- tell anyone you got this here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least you were smart enough to go somewhere. The first time I bleached my hair, you know how the two strips in the front for girls to have two blonde streaks in the front was popular. Yes. Um, my friend, my girlfriend, and I dipped our hair. In bleach, like cleaning bleach. Oh, no. And just held it there basically until our hair fried off. Oh, no. Yeah, it ruined. It was awful. It was, but I live to tell the tale, <laughs> and I am a licensed hairstylist now. Wow. Did you know that? I did not, actually. I am. Is that? Wow. That's true. That's true. Holy crap. Yeah, for a lot of, long time. I didn't But it's because I would do my own hair all the time, and then I got good at it, and then I would do my friend's hair, and eventually I was like, I should make money. That's really awesome. That's a cool skill to have it's i mean it's, it's more than coming, skill. It's yeah like it's, it has very much come in handy yeah yeah that's, what that's did you amazing. go to school for i went to a school to study film oh as an as an undergrad and oops i'm sorry that's <laughs> probably gonna make a terrible sound um, it makes a it kind i, I don't like it because it's not professional but it kind of makes a cool boingy sound that doesn't oh, bother me that is kind of cool yeah you'll hear it let's, um, let's leave that in we're for doing sure. foley here tonight <laughs> um so yeah so i studied film as an undergrad and a grad student, and I thought for a little while I'd be a journalist. Oh, sure. Um, but then I was like, "That's boring." What did was your family funny? Like, did you go, "I want to be a comedian," or did you think, "I want to be a writer," or "I want to be a comedy writer"? I knew I always loved comedy and and humor. I never thought I would do stand up. And in fact, when I was an undergrad in the Bay Area, I once called. This is up in. Uh, san francisco i called um the punchline in san mm-hmm. francisco and i was like 
hi, um, if I wanted to like try stand up, um, how would I go about doing it? And the woman on the phone was like, ugh, I get it. You think you're funny. You entertain your friends. So you're going to come in and try doing stand up. Let me just tell you, you're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to regret it. And you'll spend the rest of your life wishing you hadn't done it. So don't even try. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. And I hung up like <laughs> sobbing. And I and I never tried it. And then years went by and I came to L.A. for grad school. And somehow one, one day I ended up at the comedy store as like a parade of semi-homeless people did stand up on stage. And I was like, wait a second. I can totally do this. I'm almost as funny as these homeless people. And that that's sort of. But I one day I want to find that lady from the punchline. Yeah. Ah, oh, she could have, like, that's awful. Why would you do that to I somebody? Know. She could have discouraged the next, you know, carrot top. Yeah, exactly. So, Why? <laughs> Whoa, how? That's, wow, Sammy is not a fan of carrot top. No. Do you think your family is surprised that you're a comedian? I think so, yeah. Yeah? Well, I mean, they. everyone's funny in my family, but we're all like quietly funny. Oh, like right. Everyone's sort of like nervous and neurotic funny. But I think to get up on stage, that really surprised them. Yeah. So, what? Um, to back to McGruff. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the name of my autobiography. By back the way. to McGruff. Back to McGruff. I love it. Well, who named him, and who'd you name him after? Oh, it was such an ordeal. I still remember <laughs> we we got. Wait, him. tell me how old you are again, just so I can in my mind. I'm 22. I'm not really. Um, no, how I'm, old were you then? I'm oh, not asking yeah, how old oh you God. are now. Yeah, see, you did how, not want to answer that. No, I was like, what? No, <laughs> how I, old? I want to no. paint a picture so, of yeah. age five, Josh, or whatever age. Oh no, was. I was I was in junior high. Oh, sorry, I guess. you said yeah. seventh grade. Okay, right. sorry. Um, so no. we we got him. He was like, I'm very embarrassed to say we got him from a breeder. It's shameful. It was a different time. It was then. a different time. Was... I wouldn't do that again. Okay. I would totally get a rescue. I can't say I ordered Papa John's and they're horrible. So we're, <laughs> we're even now. Right. Well, yeah, there's, it's, you know, compromises and yeah, stuff. Sure. Um, so um, we got him and we had this epic debate about what to name him. And we turned it into like full on parliamentary procedure <laughs> where like we had a list of nominations. Then we could each vote. On five different names, five. and then we narrowed it down, and then the second highest vote became his middle name. <laughs> so there were so many suggestions. Like, Do you remember any? Mm-hmm. The obvious ones, were, which were horrible, were like Oreo. Sure. Um, and my mom's suggestion was Charoscuro. Char, you know, it's like an art term meaning black and white. It's really. What, say it again. Ch Charoscuro. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. <laughs> I was just like, uh, no, mom, we can't call him that. I'll get beaten up at school if I call my dog that. Right. Um, but that the second. What did you say? He said, who's that smart kid? Right, exactly. Smart name dog. Let's get him. He seems artistic. Right. <laughs> right. So that, that was no good. But so McGruff won. And the second. Was that during, sorry, was that during the McGruff bite out of crime? A little Had to be, after right? that, I okay. guess. But yes. Um, he would look good in a trench coat. He absolutely would. Yeah. And he also gnawed all our furniture and sometimes <laughs> ate like precious books and stuff. Aww. So we always said like McGruff took a bite out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> we we thought we were so clever. You were. You were. Thanks. I'm sorry that he went after the precious books. I know. That was 
it was really weird. He loved to just destroy <laughs> things. Like he just ate furniture and oh, we got him like a pet bed once, like a really beautiful cushiony bed and we went out and we came home and he had eaten his bed. Oh no. He actually consumed his bed. Oh no. I wish so. there were um there was YouTube then. I know. Cuz 19 years ago couldn't do that. I know. That would have been great. He could have been famous. He could have been. He yeah. could have been. Um, oh, and the second most popular name yes. was Chicago. So Ooh. he was technically McGruff Chicago. After Greenberg. the city or the band? <laughs> or the Broadway show. Or the um, Broadway show. No, in fact, it was the city okay. where we used to live. So. Oh, you lived, where'd you, wait, where were you? We, that was in the Bay Area, right? Yes, when we but had But you McGruff. lived in Chicago first? Yes. Um, actually, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. Oh. I was born in New Jersey. And then we lived in Chicago for a while after that, then Maryland, then Virginia, then San Francisco. Wow. So Why do you move so much? Um, my parents were on the run. Really? From the law. No, you keep saying stuff and I, I keep know. believing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I finally caught I, on. I really enjoy your er, your <laughs> earnestness. Oh my God, really? I think everyone's truthful and good and honest. I am actually the same way, so it's kind of fun to, to do that trick. On <laughs> I you. feel embarrassed. I feel, I feel no, like I'm getting red. That's right. silly. Um, my dad on. was in advertising, so I don't believe you. No, he really was. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing sexy or exciting about that. Exactly so the kind not... of thing a trickster would <laughs> do. <laughs> no, it's, I swear to God, he was in advertising, okay, okay. and so he got moved around a lot and yeah. and moved from different firms. So. so, do you think maybe I'm reading into it too much? But does McGruff like represent? one solid thing that you guys had instead of moving all around? Oh, that's just... a really good thought. Right? Yeah, I, ha I hadn't thought of that. Did you move after you got him? No, I mean, I moved I moved away moved from out. home. Right. I went to college, which was really hard Aww. to leave him, you know, but uh, I think so. I mean, we had just moved to California, which was very different from Virginia. It was super <laughs> hip and... Um, I like clothes on the East Coast are totally different than clothes yeah. here. So I was I was really not very hip, and McGruff was a real comfort. Like mm. it was really nice to come home from school and play with McGruff in seventh grade. Well, and it's I know it's cliche, but it is your family and who you love that's your home, you know. And so that would include your dog. I when without comment, my well, Corey did um he when we first moved to L.A. He had like a job that he did for four months. So he was, I was with Comet and he was gone away from him. And we both had it really hard in different ways. Like yeah. I really missed Corey and I was exhausted trying to take care of Comet by myself, which isn't that hard to take care of a dog, but it's overwhelming with everything else going here and moving. And if I had not had him though, I would have been a wreck. And he was on the other side just missing his dog right. who couldn't Skype with him because he doesn't. <laughs> he's really bad with technology he takes sure. after my dad so right comment right right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah so he i get that yeah yeah i remember very vividly i think i mean all dogs kind of do this but there was something just so wonderful about this when my mom would pick me up at school mcgruff would stare out the car window like she'd bring mcgruff and there would be all these um kids pouring out of the school and mcgruff would just sort of scan the crowd and then he would see me in the crowd and start flipping out. Aww. Like he would start screaming and jumping <laughs> all around. That's adorable. It was really nice. Do you ever, because you obviously think about him a lot. Do you ever, um, do you ever try to incorporate him into your writing or, or will there be, oh, maybe there could be a McGruff on, on the new coach? 
That is not a bad idea. Yeah, pay him homage. <sighs> That's a great idea. <laughs> wow. That's really funny. Oh, I just realized there might be some copyright issues to saying McGruff. Oh, that's true. Although, okay, this is really nerdy. I'm sorry. It's so nerdy. We actually spelled McGruff differently than the McGruff. The, on purpose? Yes. The McGruff <laughs> was MC Gruff. Okay. Not to be confused with the great rapper MC Gruff. Right. There's no such thing. Sure. Um, but we <laughs> went Mac Gruff, M-A-C. Oh, interesting because choice. Because we thought it was kind of more Scottish, kind of... <laughs> More Macbeth. And that movie Mac and Me about the alien had probably just come out. <laughs> do you remember that movie? Oh, do I? Do you? I, uh, right? It's a classic, horrible film. Oh, I loved it, and I need you to <laughs> shut your mouth about that right okay, now. I'm, I love I'm sorry. that movie. Yes. Do you know about Paul Rudd and his thing with Mac and Me? No. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. Whenever he goes on Conan O'Brien, <laughs> he shows, and he's like, oh, I have a clip from my movie. That he is- shows a clip of Mac and Me. He's done it. <laughs> Probably like almost 20 times now <laughs> over the years. And every goddamn time, it's like Conan O'Brien is surprised. Amazing. Like, I'm sure by now you would think, oh, he must know that this is coming. Right. But he seems really angry every time. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the best. Because he probably swears up and down. And that's funny. Yes. Wait, where was I lost my train? See, of Mac and me. Mac and, and me. Oh, see, that's what Mac and me did. It ruined my train of thought. Uh, so you really genuinely like Mac and Me? Yeah, but I was young, so what do I know? Sure. It wasn't the film connoisseur that I am now. <laughs> um, although one of my favorite movies is still Death Becomes Her. Oh, that's a good movie. I love that movie. Very dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, not good the point. Times. Okay, so I don't want to ask this, but I have to. Oh, boy. I want to know oh, I want to know what it was like when he crossed over. Oh. I know. I'm sorry I made that happen. <sighs> I just need a moment. Yep. No. Um, it might. I, I'm always afraid of Comet dying and I don't know how I'm going to handle it. How old is Comet? He's nine. Okay. We've only had him for three years and um, our psychic today told us that he's a real fighter so wow. he's going to be around for a while but... Okay. Well, if the psychic said so. Right. Probably. So it's fine. But right. it's still I, it's a constant fear I have of... Like, when he died did you just like... What did you cuddle with at night? What well, did you replace? I was I was already in L.A. when oh that when might have died. helped. So um, it was it was all really sad. I mean, the last year or so of his life were not good. I mm. mean, he was a mess. <laughs> and um, I think I might have told you this at one point. Like he had to be walked using almost like a marionette like contraption. <laughs> So it felt like we were like Geppetto walking him. Did you have an actual contraption like mm-hmm. from the doctor or the oh, vet yeah, or whatever? Yeah. They make it because once their legs stop working, it was almost like a doggy stroke sort of. Oh, there's a no. There's a harness you put them in and you just sort of suspend them to walk oh, them. Oh, sure. So it was like he was walking, but mostly his feet were just kind of dragging <laughs> on the ground. It was basically the saddest thing ever. Um, That's wor- I don't mind seeing dogs in wheelchairs. I kind of think it's adorable. That sure. one seems really sad, though. It, it truly is. It really, really is. But there, so there was a time when my parents came to visit me, and he stayed in my apartment, and it was just so sad because you could see it was he wasn't in good shape, and uh, so different from the like little running around dog right. that he used to be. Right. So it was a little while after that that he was back home in the Bay Area, and. Um, my parents and my sister were there and they were, I mean, they took it really hard. I did too, but they were right there. They, right. they were with him. Ugh, did you was... go home after he died? 
I did. I, yeah. Did you go home yeah. for like a funeral of some sort? We didn't. No, we didn't do a funeral. But we, in fact, I've never been to his um, burial site, but we have one. You do? Yeah. Does he have a little tombstone? Is it shaped like a bone? It's, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is not. Oh. But my grandfather's is, which is weird. weird. No, that is weird. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding, Grandpa. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it, I. In a way, it would be like too traumatizing for me. Like it's, it was so. It hurts so my pain. heart hearing it. Like my my. My heart hurts right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, well, I told we you we were going to talk about it. Yeah, I no, told you no, we were. We said, yeah, absolutely. This show is about facing <laughs> the hard facts and the hard truth. Yep, this is the Oprah podcast. That's right, <laughs> right. Um, um, I'm kind of you know surprised you didn't do a funeral because you did all those birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think my, my parents were so devastated <laughs> to the point where like now, so they sort of have semi-retired and they live in palm desert down here and like they would they'd be so great with a dog but they cannot bring themselves to do it because they so love dogs and loved mcgruff that it would almost be too difficult for them to get attached it took Corey eight seven or eight years to get another dog when his last dog passed crossed over yeah i get it yeah because i I knew him and it was sad for me, but not the same because I didn't raise him from a puppy. And I and he also liked to destroy things. That would be his dog, Ted. Oh, I thought he, you meant Corey. Corey, Point. yeah. Ted yeah. Uh, destroyed all of his baby books. And wow. also how adorable is it that Corey made baby books, <laughs> albums for his puppy. Aww. I just like to point that out. We had a dog um, named Spot who was a Dalmatian and he had the middle name Ted. That's awesome. Spothead in Madrid. I do love um, dogs with like human names. Yeah. That's just the best. I, that's way better than, yeah, Comet's a name. I've said this a million times. That's the name we did not choose. And I probably, having done it again, if I, if I could, I would have got to know him first and then changed it. But I felt bad about changing it, so I didn't want to. Sure, I get that. I could give them a complex. You know? That's what I was afraid I'm of. Comet, yeah. am I Steve? I don't know. <laughs> he so. might be just getting used to Comet from whatever his original name was. And right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a Judge Judy once where it was, a, you know, like half of all Judge Judy episodes are about a dog attacking someone. Really? Yes. And um, <laughs> these are not good dog owners usually. And uh, this woman was like, your honor, uh, she provoked the dog when she walked by. Um, uh, so Hitler should, you know, <laughs> I saw Hitler and Judge Judy was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Is, is, uh, is your dog named Hitler? And she said, well, yeah, yeah, his and and I thought that was really sad and horrible. Not a good sign. If your Not dog a is good named sign. Hitler. I think at that point the the woman was just had to be like, "Arrest my case." <laughs> right. Yeah. <exactly. laughs> Drops the mic. Right. right. <laughs> That's it. Totally. That's really funny. All right, Josh. Yes. It was so lovely talking to you. Oh my gosh. Well, I have two more questions. Well, okay. actually, technically, I have six. Okay. <laughs> One question is: Will you get another dog? Absolutely. You will. I really feel like this is my year to do it. <gasps> oh. Yeah. I'm I I sort of promised myself if I get on a show this year, I'm I I really want to do it. I wanted to do it for a while now. So Wow. I'm gonna be coming back to you to ask for advice on breeds and all that stuff. Great. Yeah. Um may I will we'll have you on the show, eh? <gasps> yeah. And then also I wanna um my advice is to foster, but that's just from my experience. That's a really good idea. Because then you find out if it's a good fit or not. Right. And if 
both ways because we fostered a puppy before Comet oh. just for fun. It was was we were planning on giving it back, and we did, and we cried, and it was sad. But within a day, we both were like, "Thank God that dog! It was way too active. It was a border collie, so super active." Not good for a Chicago apartment. A puppy, so it peed everywhere. Like, it didn't know how to walk upstairs. We had to teach it everything, <laughs> which is adorable. But then a couple months later, we got Comet. And we were, again, we were just going to foster him. But we got him and we were like, oh, nope, you're our dog. It was just new. Wow. So that's my record. That's... And it's good for the dogs. Right, right. And the shelters. It clears up space. And... Totally. So. That's a great idea. I'll, I'll definitely do that. We could, You could bring a different dog over every week. And we could interview it and oh figure God. out if it's a good fit. This totally. could be a new service. I might have a new calling. I really think this is, you're onto something. All right. right. Yeah. And we'll do all your links and stuff so people can follow you and what you're doing and all those exciting things. For now, though, I want you, this is round uh, four dog questions. Okay. Got to answer quickly. Really? Without thinking. Okay. Right off the top of your head. Although some of these I know, so I might change up the questions. Okay. Um, what is your favorite dog movie? Oh my God! Um, uh, Beethoven. Mm, good Classic. one. Classic. Good one. Yeah. Although I love Turner and Hooch, also. You can have a tie. Okay. And oh, Heavenly Dog. Have you ever seen that one? No. A but classic. We, we played a game um, yesterday at the show where I had to guess different dog movies, and that was one of them. I had never heard of it. Yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, it's a real classic. Is it sad? Nah, not really. Okay. No. I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. What attribute of yours is the most dog-like? Oh my god. That's a that's a really good one. Let's see. Um my um curious habit of pooping on the floor. <laughs> no, that's that's not true. Please, ladies, if you're listening, it's it's not true. This is one time. Um okay, let's see. Um loyalty. How's that? Oh. Yes, ladies. Forget forget what I said earlier about the pooping incident. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say loyalty. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know you well, but I believe that. Oh, thanks. I believed a lot of bullshit you said today, though, <laughs> so I wouldn't take my you, word for you anything. You raise a good point. What, um, hold on, I had two others, and now I'm blanking on them because I'm changing it up because one of them is what's your favorite breed and your favorite dog name, and everybody knows that answer. Sure. This um, is all very James Lipton-y, by the way. I really like it. You know, people James say that to me all the time. They walk up to me on the street, and they're like, very James Lipton-y. <laughs> So I just decided to embrace it. Totally, yeah. <laughs> he also gives pizza on his show. I don't know if you <laughs> right. knew that. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, what's the most embarrassing thing you've done involving a dog? I can share mine first if you'd like. I think, yes, I would appreciate it. But you that. have to promise you'll share yours. Okay, sure. <laughs> One time I was petting Comet and I couldn't see him. Like he just curls up around me and I was petting him. And sometimes when he's happy, he gets very like, mm, and he makes a little grumbly sound. That's adorable. And I looked down, and I was stroking his wiener. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. It, was not, it wasn't not to be, it was in. Sure, sure. But, but we both looked at each other and knew that something was not okay. We had to go our separate ways. Right. It was very awkward at the, right. at the water cooler the next day. I bet. I bet. You probably went a couple days just like yeah. Avoiding eye contact. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. Really uncomfortable. It was. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's laughing in the room. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yep. He just was like, <laughs> this, like his big eyeball just being like, Ugh. it was. So that's my that's most That's amazing. <laughs> Shit, I wish mine was as good as that. I don't, you know, it's so funny. 
I'm trying to think of an embarrassing story. I mean, with McGruff, it usually did involve pooping. Like sure. McGruff, like um, I took him to a, a, a training class when he was very, very young and watching all these puppies running around doing all the things they were supposed to do. <laughs> and then we walked around and he just <laughs> shit all Aww. over everything. Everywhere? Yeah, all over. Oh. Yeah. You're like, that's my son. Exactly. <laughs> that's my boy. Exactly. My favorite story, if I may. You may. Was that my mom was once holding McGruff um, and she was wearing like kind of a robey type, like a robe or something. And then, like, much later in the day, she was like, huh, there's something in my hip pocket. And she reached in and pulled out poop. No! Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> almost like a master billiards player, he <laughs> pooped while she was holding him. And it just went woo, right in the corner pocket. <laughs> Sorry. That's, a lot of poop talk here. That's the best story, though. Yeah. That's a talented dog. Really It's talented. really a bummer YouTube didn't exist then. I know. That's really... What I liked is that my mom was still holding it like, look, look what happened. Like, what are you doing? Put holding it, it? Put it down. Right. So. That's amazing. That's talent. Yeah. Um, okay. Special and dog. my last, I don't think I can beat that. I don't think I can beat that. Well, let's if, try. If you had to choose, uh-huh. you could, in this world, you could only have, you had to eliminate one thing. You either had to eliminate dogs or you had to eliminate comedy. Which would it be? What? That's... <laughs> That's insanity. I don't like this question no, because I didn't promise liking everything, no, Josh. But <laughs> both of these things are so necessary for happiness. I know. A world without comedy, so no laughter. Versus How about your world? You either don't have dogs or you don't have comedy. The rest of the world's doing great. You're just I see. <laughs> I mean, I have I have follow up questions on this. Sure. When you say a world without dogs, meaning like the rest of the world gets to have dogs, and I just never see <laughs> dogs. Am I kept in a cage, or am I like I can go about my daily life, but I never get to? Oops, sorry, I never get to interact with a dog. Yeah, you can go about your everyday. So it's as though to me, dogs are invisible. Yeah. Okay. But or, it's not like people are just like crazy talking to nothing. They're not just like talking to the sidewalk. It's right. just not, you're just, just not aware of it. Right. This is the screenplay is we'll be writing soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, or I could be in a world where other people are laughing it up at the yuck yuck hut and stuff. But as far as I know, there's no comedy. Ooh. Is that what you're saying? Um. Or in the is the alternative <laughs> that no one gets comedy? No one in the world gets to laugh. Well, I feel like, no, I feel like you're a really nice person so that if I said there's no comedy in the world for others, you would be like, I don't want that for others that you would self-sacrifice. Am I right? Yes. That's what I thought. Right. So I'm trying to not give you that option, but I can't understand how to phrase the question. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Is like you and others, like there's just no dogs or comedy. Right. Well, (laughs) this is, this is really a Sophie's choice, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, there's really no good answer to this. And in fact, the question could drive <laughs> any man or woman insane if they were to give it too much thought. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say that dogs and the therapy that they provide are greater than that of comedy. And so I'm going to say we save the dogs. You know what? Hmm. We don't have to split your baby in half. You get to keep both. Oh, thank you God. You made the right decision. Oh, my you God. You won the chocolate factory. I was so- <laughs>
<laughs> oh wow i was so scared you answered right thanks you that answered. willy wonka was really a dick by the way to really put him that was the mean like it that. was very i yeah. agree i agree and kind of he got a little creepy yeah i thought he's yelling at the kid at the yeah. end yeah not cool. i mean he did it probably cost him like ten thousand dollars to clean that <laughs> ceiling that he so that I'd be That's mad. That's true, sure, but, but maybe next time don't take the fucking kids on a well, yeah. On a what do you expect? The, yeah, the right. kid can fall in the tube with the chocolate. Ruin your chocolate with his right, fat. Right, like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, if they investigated Mr. Wonka, I think they'd find some skeletons in that oh, sure. closet. Yeah, sure, literally so, skeletons. Right, Oompa right. <laughs> Loompa skeletons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, little tiny ones. Yeah. But, you know, that's a podcast for another day. Right. We'll talk about that with you and your uh, dog buddy when you come back and where he's finding out if this dog's good enough for Josh Greenberg. (laughs) Right. Thank you for being on our podcast. Oh, my gosh. Our podcast. Oh, I like that podcast. Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. You're welcome. I will say that one of my favorite parts is that Josh actually brought a framed photo of his dog, McGruff. This is so cute. And it also got me wondering, and then asking our resident Googler, Corey Rittmaster, why do dogs' eyes glow in photos? Right? Isn't that such an annoying thing? It's very annoying. Uh, Well, here is the deal. Uh, It's similar to the red eye effect that happens in humans. Which, by the way, I also don't know that answer. Well, let me explain. In dogs, uh, and actually lots of other animals, but not people, the retina of the eye has a reflective layer behind it called (laughs) something in Latin (laughs) that I'm going to pronounce wrong, tapetum lucidum. Sounds right to me. Anyway, that tapetum lucidum acts like a mirror and it reflects light at the back of the eyes. That reflective layer is what helps dogs see better at night. That's why oh. they have good night vision. Okay. Um, the light is reflected outward, and it gives the retinas a second chance to absorb the light rays. Wait, does that mean that nocturnal animals like a raccoon or a possum probably have an even worse red eye? Probably. Okay. Because that's what happens when you when you snap the flash. Um, it's gonna it's reflecting back from that tapetum lucidum. So, <laughs> is there a trick to not? having red eye on your dog besides photoshop um well you can take the pictures in natural light well, so because it's about the it's when the flash kicks it it's, it's when it happens mostly but it's I, not natural light i want to take pictures when we're having a romantic dinner when comet and i are catch them at an angle if they're not looking right at the camera then the light isn't going to reflect in the same way and you should avoid it that way okay. otherwise you have to get something to diffuse the flash and that's you know like having like a professional um, um lighting with a f- diffuser opaque screen or something in front of it okay so just put that on my christmas list right this exactly. year i also feel like now i want a portrait of a dog a raccoon and a possum all together just for side-by-side comparison what i want to do is get three or four dogs like from our building and do the, and ha- try to snap the photo of all of them because different dogs have different colored tapetum lucidums and oh. so It glows back a different color? Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be more green. Sometimes it'll be more yellowish. Interesting. And do they see differently based on that? Tapetum lucidum. Tapetum lucidum. I feel like it's it's like the... the, uh, (laughs) Like a snap into a Slim Jim. Tapetum lucidum. lucidum. (laughs) Great. 
Yes. Great. Thanks. Thanks, uh, resident Googler. And now a quick update. The new series Coach was actually canceled before it even aired on TV, unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. But not to worry, Mr. Josh Greenberg is talented, and that guy is now writing for the new NBC show, Crowded. Incidentally, is his Twitter handle, at Mr. Josh Greenberg. You can also find out what Josh is up to at Facebook.com slash Josh Greenberg, and you can see what else he's up to, including all sorts of great shows around Los Angeles. For example, the Two Girls, One Pup Show. How's it going? This is really cool that we get to sit here with all these dogs uh, among us. This is a really cool show, right? So thanks, Monique, for putting this on. Um, I, uh, I actually tried doing a version of this uh, a few months ago uh, with cheetahs, and that uh, that show did not work. Um, and, and, and honestly, neither did that joke. So, um, I, I myself am like a huge, huge news junkie. You know, I'm like, uh, I'm like a junkie for a couple things, news and heroin, but mostly news. And uh, I've been following this story. It's really, it's really upsetting as a, as a comedy writer and a fan of comedy. You know, you idolize someone your whole life, and then you find out that they've drugged and raped like 40 women, and it's just like, God damn you, Carol Burnett. God damn you. One of the survivors of the Titanic was actually an inventor, and he had this really interesting story where as he sailed away on one of the few, you know, lifeboats that made it off the ship, he looked out at the ocean and he saw all these hundreds of people bobbing in the water, um, and he noticed that they were all trying to throw each other life preservers, and he had this huge, like, epiphany in the moment, and he was like, oh my god, all these people, they're, you know, fucking doomed but they think they can help each other. And uh, that's when he came up with the idea for LinkedIn. is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face podcast network. Additional contributions and Googling by Corey Rittmaster. Our theme music was created by Matthew Lauren Cohen. The Two Girls, One Pup logo was designed by Lindsay McRae and the Pupcast logo was redesigned by Heather Hanford. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, share, review, shout it from the rooftops, howl at the moon, tell people about us. Thanks! Sit, Comet, sit. I said sit. Ugh, don't embarrass me, dog.